You're listening to DA Rockstar's podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. Today's episode is powered by Zen Supplies. It's the next generation of ordering products on an online platform. It's never having to run out of products. It's literally knowing what's in your inventory at a click of a button. They are the DA's best friend, helping us save our dentist money and get our time back. Go check them out, www.zensupplies.com. Well, hi guys, welcome back to the show. As normal, we have a rock star guest on Amy Spurlock. You guys, you know, I can't do a very good job introducing her as she can herself. So, hey, tell everybody who Amy Spurlock is and what you do. Oh, thank you for having me here today. I'm so excited to be on. And like you said, I'm Amy Spurlock. I am a sleep system strategist and I help dental teams implement dental sleep medicine into their practices. I mainly focus on obstructive sleep apnea and putting systems in place so they can set up their team, their practice, and their patients up for success. Wow. Okay. You've got to tell us how this all happened. Where, where did Amy come from to get to where she is? <laughs> <laughs> well, just like you, I started as a dental assistant. I um, started a practice I helped start a practice about 10 years ago and we were looking for, you know, a different type of treatment to bring in to our practice and we chose dental sleep medicine. So I was crucial to helping bring that in from a dental assistant and then I ended up switching over to front office. And so I've seen both aspects of that and how one can implement it. Um, so I was the assistant in front office. I did their treatment plans, did everything. So, okay. So was it like a general dental practice? Yes. And the, did it, did it eventually like evolve into a, a obstructive sleep apnea only? Like how much of supply and demand are we talking here? Oh, well, we, we did um, general dentistry majority of the time, but I mean, sleep apnea is such a huge part of the practice. It ended up being 40 to 50% of the practice at one point. And I think, you know, any practice who brings in this type of treatment, I mean, it, it, it affects almost every single patient. So in one capacity or the other. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty big part of our practice. Yeah. And you know, guys, if, if you don't know enough about airway health yet, but you're still getting there, you will see that a majority of people that need dental care outside of like emergency treatment where they got hit in the head with a baseball or a car accident or some, <laughs> some type of trauma, all has an airway component. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are not designed to be sick unless there's like a genetic factor or congenital factor. The decay is a sign scalp tongue is a sign. Retronathic Mm -hmm. mandibles are signs. These people are presenting with signs prior to getting a disease. And you Mm -hmm. have the opportunity as a dental assistant to learn how you, with Amy's help, 
<laughs> can help your patients like on a fundamental cellular level and, yes. and 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 it's just it's first you got to learn about it right amy absolutely you know i love what you talked just talked about because how many times do we have these patients that come into their into our practices and they're cranky and they're mean and we're like can this person just go somewhere else we've all been there right <laughs> um but these patients there's something more going on with them and usually they're sleep deprived. They're sleep deprived and they come in and they're cranky, they're mean to their family, um, they're mean to everybody around them just because they did not get enough sleep, which affects our whole entire body, it, how, how we function, um, how our hormones are regulated. Um, I mean, the list is on and on and on. Yeah, okay, so if our, here, where do I start? So. Let's say I've started learning about airway health. Mm -hmm. I have seen the need in my practice as a dental assistant. My doctor, you know, kind of like your doctor was, like we're looking for a new protocol or mm -hmm. we just, we want to implement some type of new service. How do I approach my doctor? Oh, good question. You know, I would do your research. I would you know, learn more about sleep apnea so you can have a good conversation with your doctor. And then I would talk to them and see if they have ever thought about this type of treatment. Um, we do appliances every day in our practices and it's not too much different than giving a night guard. It is a lot different, but it's just looking at it from a different perspective. So I think tying it back to the practice in, in a doctor to see where, which direction they want to go because not every dentist is going to want to treat obstructive sleep apnea and that is okay. Maybe they just want to be a better provider and help screen for these types of conditions and help get that patient onto the path that they need to, to get to better health. Um, yeah. Or maybe they do want to be a provider that does a, provide oral appliances to help get them sleeping better. Um, I, it all goes back to the doctor and what they want to do because it's crucial for them and what they feel comfortable with doing. So asking those questions and just opening the door. Hey doc, what do you, what do you think about this? What, what, what kind of role do you want to have in this and how can we help our patients? And I think that will open a lot of questions for your practice. Yeah, no, that, I mean, Amy, that's a great point. So like, even with my practice, we're airway focused. Yeah. But, you know, especially if you work for a single dentist, right? You're not an associate, you don't work for a chain. And your doctor, they feel lonely at the top, you guys. I, mm -hmm. I can't even fathom owning a practice, being in charge of that many mouths, those many lives, and, and, and the people below you, you know, assistants, hygienists, front office, like they are lonely up there if they have a rock star who says, you know what, let's do this together. Preach it. Yes. Let's do this together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, That's what got, want. The power that, that, that holds is just unfathomable. Like go out there, learn what you need to learn, understand the signs mm -hmm. and symptoms, write down a list, you know, do it for a month. I saw a patient, Mary Jane. I saw a patient, Billy Bob. I saw a patient, like these are all people that, you know, mm -hmm. there's lots of checklists where you can just have it, you know, in a little cubby somewhere. 
say, you know, we saw four patients on Tuesday that could really benefit for some, from some type of either oral plants or other therapies that we can help them get better oxygen saturation while they sleep. Absolutely. And I think once they start learning what to look for, they're already looking at those pieces. And, you know, just like when you do an oral cancer exam, you're looking at their airway. You're just looking at it from a different perspective. So once they know what signs that they need to recognize, then they're going to be able to see it more in their practices. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Dr. Rouse, I don't know if you've learned from him, but he, he does the airway prostodontics course at Spear Mm -hmm. and I love his vernacular. I mean, it's kind of the same thing is like, you're already looking at it. Just look at it differently. Yeah. Instead of just checking off a box, like, Oh, yep. Present condition, present condition, present condition. Mm -hmm. Start looking at their health history look at the oral signs and symptoms, and then ask them how they feel. There's lots of Upworth scales. There's, you know, the mm-hmm. stop bang, like all of these things that as a dental assistant, you have the ability to go and, and, and find that, you know, pathways like Amy, you know, okay. So walk me through this. Okay. How does this work? I I'm say I'm a dentist and I, I want to implement sleep into my practice and I come to you. What happens? Yeah. Well, first I want to know if they've had any type of sleep training at all whatsoever. If they haven't had the doc, if the doctor hasn't had any basic training, then I would have them do that first. And then once they learn how they can provide the treatment, then I help them implement it within their practice. And we'll, you know, do planning calls. We'll do coaching calls. I can come into the practice. I can coach virtually. I mean, I'm there for support. I know what they're going through. And sometimes they just need a cheerleader to help them and to see things from a different perspective that they're not used to seeing. And for implementing dental sleep medicine, you know, it's different than dentistry. If, if the patient needs a cleaning or a crown or a filling, we get them scheduled, right? And we just get it done. But with dental sleep medicine, we're treating a medical condition. And with treating a medical condition, that requires us to partner with physicians. And that's something that we're not used to doing and our teams aren't used to doing. So sometimes we can be kind of scared to jump off in that path, but with the right partnership and some coaching, I mean, anybody can be a rock star. No, I completely agree. I could have used you. Uh, So like two years ago when we really hit hard, we're doing growth appliances and I needed to pair up with a pediatric sleep physician in my town. Yeah, I was the welcome committee, right? So I like, I tried to get every cited literature that I could find every article, every scientific research about the pediatric population. And I, we baked cookies and I got all dressed up and I went over to the complex where he worked and I sweat profusely. Like I was so (laughs) nervous and here I am representing my doctor in my practice, asking him to love me, you know, like that movie, like, Mm -hmm. what do you want? I just, you know, maybe those are two. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just a girl in front of a boy asking him to be my pediatric sleep physician. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, yeah. I could have, I had no one, I didn't know what I was doing and it is, it's so intimidating and you don't know where to start. And, and, and just to, to be able to know that you're out there and, and ready and willing, mm-hmm. and you've got like this arsenal of like A to B to C to D. This is what most people, that's their major hiccup. They will not proceed with implementing a procedure or some type of service because they don't know where to start and they Mm -hmm. don't know what to do when they don't know what to do. Yeah. 
And that's where I come in as a sleep system strategist to help them strategize for what's best for their practice because every practice is different. And, um, you know, we, to be able to partner with the, our physicians in our community, we have to kind of know what we're talking about, you know, like for you, if your, your doctor was just starting and had no patients, that physician was probably not going to partner with you whatsoever. But once you kind of show them, hey, this is what we're doing, and I'm showing you that we're doing it well and to the best of my ability, and I want to partner with you to help our patients, that's where it changes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it there's, I mean, that's the thing though, like, especially, you know, because there, there's that sleep component, right? We can talk about yeah. oxygen saturation and REM sleep and, and, and all of these AHIs, but if you don't have a sleep physician in your town, yeah. or say your rural area, I mean, you have that much more of a struggle to implement these services. Yeah, you do. And that's where you have to be creative. You can partner with, if you don't have a sleep physician that's not ready to partner with you yet, there is some online or virtual doctors that can help you, some sleep test companies that can help get your patients diagnosed. And, you know, that's a good point because with us treating a medical condition, we have to partner with our physicians to get a diagnosis. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see whenever partnering with practices and hearing about their stories is they think, oh, I'm just giving, I can give an appliance. I don't need a diagnosis. I can just give it to them. <laughs> and that's where we go wrong because we have to know what we're treating. Yeah. You know, I, we always talk to our patients about this, like, are you ARS patients? Yes. Okay. So we put a, a flat plane splint in your mouth for you to sleep in so that you stop mm -hmm. chewing on your own teeth. We can't figure out why you're chewing through these night guards, but you know, and, and then there's that population where they got worse, you know, the yep. mandible fell back even farther. And so like, if you don't have the science, you, you need those numbers. I mean, I, you, you just, you not, we're like snowflakes, right, Amy? None of us are the same. No, we don't require the same modalities of treatment. If you don't know the root cause. Exactly. You, you're exactly right. Uh, well, I'm all heated yeah. up. Like I'm all pumped up. Yeah. Cause here you guys, this is, this is the future of dentistry. Yes. Instead of being reactive, we have the opportunity. The science is out there enough now to truly impact people's lives beyond their smile. Absolutely. And as a dentist in dental teams, we see our patients more than we, we go, than they go to their physician. So we have this opportunity to change their lives. Our teams have the opportunity to change our patients' lives. You know, I, I think we're helping change their health to getting the patient to better health by treating obstructive sleep apnea. But I believe that it's more than that. You know, going back to what I said earlier about having patients who are cranky, um, these patients, once we get them to sleeping better, their whole personality changes. Um, spouses are not sleeping in the same rooms together. So, so once we get them treated, they are back into the same bed. I mean, how, how much do you think that's going to change somebody's marriage? I think treating sleep apnea is can save marriages over and over and our teams can be a huge part of that 
Yeah, I completely agree. And, and I think, um, Amy, if you're not a cheerleader for us, I don't know who is, <laughs> but understanding, you know, the, de- the power of the dental assistant, like, let's say, okay, let's talk about burnout, right? Uh, yeah. Let's say I've been assisting, you know, 10, 15 years. I do the same thing every day, crown prep, filling, implant crown, crown prep, filling. Oh, there's an extraction, implant crown, root canal. Like, uh, I mean, we do, it happens once, here's the thing. Learning makes you feel like a baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you guys get burned out so easily. I've been there. <laughs> I've been an assistant. But once you learn something new and you're able to feel like you can bring more value to your patients. My favorite procedures that I used to love to do was ortho because it was typically a short span and we could see something change in patients. And once dental assistants start learning more about sleep apnea, they're going to see the same thing within their patients like I saw with ortho, but it's, it's, it's changes those patients lives. And I think this is the one thing that can really help dental assistants get out of burnout. I just love um, the previous assistant that I worked with. She had patients that would bring her flowers and gifts and just, cry because they were so thankful for the treatment and how they helped them get from one point to the next point and just be a completely different person. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, these are cellular impacts that you're making. And as a dental assistant, you get to be part of it. Cause you know, honestly, Amy, you know, this most of airway health, like improving mm-hmm. airway health is education. Yeah. And people don't respond too well if you're like, oh, go read this book or, oh, here's an article. Like if you fundamentally understand it on a, on a basic level and then, cause you know, they always say like a true expert can explain things simply. Mm-hmm. If you can educate these patients on a simple level so that they have compliance, they understand the benefits of these oral appliances. They, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're going to be their cheerleader. Oh, absolutely. Well, and that goes back to, to their passion. You know, every practice who implements any type of procedure needs to have some type of why or passion behind that treatment. And if they don't have that, then your team and your patients are going to see through that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. If there's no heart, I mean, nobody's going to accept anything. Yeah. They're going to wait for an IOC or something to break or something to hurt. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're never going to trust that you have the best interest for them and the longevity and quality of their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I feel like these patients are challenging to work with sometimes, but that's the fun of it is how to get them on the other side. And once you break down to their core and figure out why they are truly there and what they want from you in it's just mind blowing, um, you know, especially as an dental assistant to see that happen and, and to be a huge part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a patient, so we do Seattle protocol. So we, we step them through the, my, my, my tap. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was in, I was giving her patient her temporary appliance. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need this back. Cause we have to articulate it so that we can get your, you know, final appliance fabricated. <laughs> and she wouldn't let me have it. She's like, nope. no, you can't have it. I was like, I just need it for one night. I'll promise to have it shipped back as soon as I can. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so life-changing that this person was literally white knuckling her appliance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, and so my mother-in-law has sleep apnea. And I think the big misconception is you think people with sleep apnea are overweight, um, it, but they're not. My mother-in-law is this little bitty lady and she can outsnore any man. <laughs> I would put a challenge up to that. Don't tell her that, but, um, you know, we would go on family trips and it got to a point where we're like, okay, no more. We cannot run a house together because we can't sleep. And, um, to see her in our family, how that changed, she's like, okay, no more. <laughs> you know, now she's just like that patient. She can't sleep without her appliance now. And yeah. she won't go on a vacation with us without it either. Yeah. And, you know, and knowing about CPAP, you guys, seriously, like we, we ask our patients, you know, do you use a CPAP? And they say, yes. And I'm like, well, how often do you use your CPAP? Oh, mm -hmm. like four nights a week, the nights I yeah. work. Oh, okay. Well, how do you sleep through all night with it on? No, I take it off around 2 a.m. Like, mm -hmm. so you're telling me you're wearing this four nights a week for four hours. Yeah. And then you cross-reference that with the statistics and they say that that's gold standard. And I'm like, how is that gold standard? What about all the other times you're suffocating? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I loved how you asked more questions. I think sometimes we forget to probe more and be that detective for our patients. Um, a lot of our patients is they, they want to text or write something down versus tell us verbally so using our questionnaires to ask those probing questions and then using that once they're into the practice to go in more detail, just like you, you gave in that example. I think that's great. Yes. You got to ask the questions because people don't know what they don't know. Nope. And it's your job to help them see the signs so they can connect it to their symptoms. Absolutely. Ah, okay, Amy, here's the part where you tell everybody how to find you because their dentists are ready and you are the person to go to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You can find me on my website. You can go to amyspurlock.com and my name is spelled A-M-I-E-S-P-U-R-L-O-C-K. Also, you can go to email me at info at amyspurlock.com. That's awesome. Okay. Here's, here's my question. Okay. So, um, this virtual thing, how, how do I describe that to my doctor? Oh yeah. Uh, so virtual training, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the way of the future, right? Um, we, everybody can log on to their own computer and we're all looking at each other from the screen and we're going to interact and have discussions just like we would in person. It's just through your computer screen. Yes. I love it. Very, you know, did you guys see that meme? The one, you know, there's 0% chance of transmitting any type of virus um, via <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know. We just, mm -hmm. and, and virtual, mm -hmm. anything. And no masks. <laughs> and no masks because we can see your pretty face. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Amy, for coming on the show. You guys, seriously, think outside the box. You have a chance mm -hmm. to truly help your patients. Um, just start with education. And, yep. and, and be that team member that's there for your doctor. When they don't feel like they have anybody that's there to support them, which they do a lot of times, you know, that's a lot of the reasons why they don't enter sleep medicine. They, they're so afraid because they, they feel like they're doing it alone. Make them know that they're not doing it alone.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. Thank you so much, Amy, for being a rock star and showing us all that we have rock star potential. As always, if you need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, Instagram, Facebook, Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram, Facebook, website with Jules Varney, or find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is where we're connecting and growing. But until next time, keep on suctioning.